1: Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison, and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. On today's episode, we're diving into how to get to know yourself again, how to rediscover who you are now you're single again. I see so many clients who are coming out of a breakup or a divorce and really finding it hard to work out what the future looks like. And this is really normal, so please, please know that you're not alone. This is actually one of the hardest things to do when you come out of a relationship because it's normal to feel a bit lost, it's normal to really have lost touch with a sense of who you are. And why does this happen? Well, it happens. Because when we're in a relationship, we become dependent a little bit on the other person. And we have to make compromises, sometimes sacrifices, to be in that relationship. Now, I don't know if this rings true for you, but I know for many people listening, you may have found there were times in your relationship where you weren't able to be your true self, where you found yourself maybe stifling your personality a little bit. Maybe thinking before you spoke, not voicing your opinions as they came up or as you felt you really would like to, just because you knew that the consequences wouldn't be great. Maybe it just would have caused a few ripples. Maybe your partner wouldn't have agreed. Maybe you just felt it wasn't worth it. Or maybe, worst case, you knew it would make them angry. Now, This is something that when you come out of a relationship, we then have to get used to being able to have the freedom to express ourselves. We can say what we want. We can do what we want. We can be and become whoever we want. Now, that can take a little bit of adjustment. Now, obviously, in relationships, compromise is important to have a healthy relationship. If your partner prefers Chinese takeaways and you prefer Indians, you might have found that you compromised more and had Chinese takeaways more often than you would have chosen if you were on your own. That's normal. That's fine. That's healthy. That is what being a partnership is all about. Sometimes we make compromises that are a little bit more severe, like not expressing our own opinions or personality, which can actually cause us to be used to not voicing how we feel. And that's where when we come out, we can have lost maybe a sense of self. Maybe we've conformed a little bit to be more like our ex. Maybe you're your hobbies, the things you enjoy kind of meshed. Maybe you were never into certain things. I had a client who came to see me and she was struggling in the evenings when she came home from work. She would have stopped off as she always had done for many, many years in her relationship at the supermarket and bought the ingredients for her dinner. She was one of those people that shopped every day. Do you know what I mean? So every day she would go to the supermarket, collect the ingredients for the evening, come back and her and her partner would cook together. And She was continuing to do that. She would stop off, as was her routine at the local supermarket, even though she was single now, come home because she enjoyed cooking. That was something she really, really loved to do. But was it? Now, this is the interesting thing, because in our session, we started to discuss why she loved cooking so much. And actually, the main reason was the fact that she got really into cooking because it was her partner's passion. He loved it. He was very good at it. She was quite good at it, too. So they found a way to spend quality time together after work every day. They would come home, she would bring the ingredients, and they would cook together. And it was great. They'd have a glass of wine. They would catch up on the day's activities. And that bonding and that conversation and connection with her partner was what made it so special. The actual cooking, when she came down to doing it now she was single, really wasn't the same. So this is what I mean. You you sometimes do lose a sense of self, and that's not a big deal. We can work on that. We can build that back up, but it will take a bit of concentration, a bit of time, but it can be super, super fun. That's the great news. Because now we kind of have a clean slate, don't we? We have this sort of blank canvas to work on for the future, and that is super exciting. I know it can be really daunting as well. You can think, oh my goodness, I just have no idea what I want, who I am, who I want to become, where I want to go in my life. I just don't know what life looks like, which is exactly how my client felt. She said, I don't know what I'd do in my evening, Sarah, if I didn't do my cooking. I just don't know. I mean, that's always what I've done for so long, but it's time for a change. Now, as human beings... Usually, we tend to shy away from change because we don't know what it's going to be like. So we'd rather, interestingly enough, right, we would rather stay doing things we know that don't make us very happy rather than change and do something else. It's just the way we are it. You know, change can be daunting, intimidating, scary. However, change can also be an amazing thing okay? Think of a time where you've been in a situation before where you couldn't have imagined doing things differently. And then because of circumstances, you had to. I mean, right now we're living through a time, aren't we, of pandemic. If someone had told us a year ago, by the way, you won't be able to go out. You won't be able to hug your loved ones. You may not be able to go to work. Maybe your company won't even exist in a year's time. A lot of us would have said, what? Don't be crazy. That sounds like something you'd see in a movie. But Unfortunately, it's happened and we've all adapted. We've adapted. Yes, it's been painful at times, uh, very painful at times and tragic and sad and devastating and, and quite horrific for many, many people. However... We have adapted to the new situation. We have adapted to not being able to go out so much. We've adapted to working on Zoom maybe or going for more walks or just getting used to spending time with a smaller group of people or sometimes on our own. So human beings are very adaptable. We can adapt to change. It might be a little bit painful but it can also be really exciting. And that's what I want to share with you today. In this episode, I'm going to show you how to go through the process of rediscovering who you are now you are single, rediscovering your identity now you're on your own. Now, of course, you might not be on your own forever. You might choose to be on your own forever. You might get out there and start dating again. But before we look for any of those things, it's a really good time to now just focus on you. Do a little bit of personal development. I'm going to share with you some questions that I'd really like you to think about, okay? Now, you might not have all the answers right now, and that's okay. It is just how this process works. It's time to start thinking and asking yourself questions that we probably haven't done for a very, very long time, if not ever. Because just be reassured that right now, where you're standing right now, it's almost like being at the bottom of a mountain, a massive mountain, if you can visualize a big mountain, snow-capped even, right at the very top. And you're standing at the bottom, looking up and thinking, oh my goodness, I've got to climb that mountain. Like now, like in one big step, how do I do it? Now, the interesting thing is you don't have to do it in one big jump. The way forward to where you want to be eventually is small steps. You might zigzag up. You might take two steps forward and one step back. And guess what? That's life. And it's okay to go at your own pace at your own time. The beauty is that you're learning as you go, okay? You're discovering who you are. You're discovering what makes you tick so that you know when you get there, you've been on a journey. So you're more comfortable with yourself, And this all results in loving yourself just a little bit more. When you come out of a breakup, it's normal to have low confidence, low self-esteem, maybe to be battered by somebody else's behavior or actions. It takes its toll, as does a relationship where you've lost a sense of self and you haven't been able to express who you are fully. Now, this is the beauty. I know it can feel a little bit scary to be able to do that all of a sudden, But this episode is about embracing your freedom, embracing who you are, and allowing the true you to start to shine. Almost imagine that you have a light inside you, okay? And over time, that's become dimmer and dimmer. And what we want to do is let that light shine out, shine bright, as bright as you can be. But in order to turn that light up, even on in some cases, what we need to do is go back to basics and start asking some questions because the journey ahead can seem daunting, like that big mountain in front of us. But actually, if you start to ask questions that take you up the path to the top, you'll find it gets easier and easier. And actually, the snowball effect happens and actually you get momentum to move you forward faster. So the initial starting can be a bit like learning to drive, right? You might bunny hop down the road if you're anything like me, which my dad can definitely vouch for, stalling the car and bunny hopping around and the engine conking out because I'm not doing the right thing. But then after a while, it becomes a lot smoother, even though you're thinking about it still, you know, mirror, signal, maneuver, you're going through this in your head, consciously trying to clunk those gears into place. But after a while, it becomes super easy and you can drive from A to B, And not even remember the journey. So that's what I want to help you to get to about redesigning your future. Because that's what we're doing, right? We have the chance to redesign your future just the way you want it. Now, that's going to take some thought and planning. We don't just want to jump into something without thinking it through. Because then the chances of maybe you getting hurt again or things not working out the way you want them are higher, right? Because we haven't thought it through. So just like you would in other situations, maybe at work or planning something for your kids or advising for an exam, you would plan out where you want to be and then a few steps along the way of how to get there. So so I want you to imagine for this episode that it's blue sky scenario, okay? There's no rules. There's no right or wrong forget what people told you you should do. Okay, please forget that. Let's just focus on you. Okay, this is your chance just to be you and be free. And you might not have all the answers right now. And that's okay. So don't put any pressure on yourself, but go with the flow. So what is the first question? Well, the first question to ask yourself is, who am I? Now, that question, who am I? could bring up so many different things. But I want you to think about who you are as a person. How would people describe you? What top three words do you think would come up most if you asked your friends to describe you? It's an interesting one, right? And if you are struggling, just ask your friends. Phone them up and say, hey, I'm listening to this podcast, Heartbreak to Happiness, and I need to find the answer to this question. How would you describe me in three words? What three words would you use? You know, you might get words like supportive, happy, kind, thoughtful. I don't know. I don't know you, unfortunately, but your friends do. Okay. And this is a great way to get yourself out of a bit of a funk. If you're asking questions and you're feeling stuck, then go into those friends that you know are going to be positive and supportive and constructive, just like those friends that you turn to in your breakup support team. Those are the friends to ask these questions because sometimes friends will really give you that boost and maybe surprise you, especially if your confidence is low right now, which, as I said, is understandable, especially if you've been through a tough breakup and you're still reeling from that. So who am I? A great question to get you started. Now, you may not have all the answers. Your friends will give you some, but have a think. Remember, where you focus your mind is where your energy will be and you'll start to get those answers just by focusing more on the question. So who am I? Now, also in this, things that are important to you in life come up. So what is important to you? For example, a client of mine recently, Susie, is really full on about manners. Manners is something that's really important to her. In fact, she's even written a book on manners. Yeah, she's written a very successful book on manners. But because it's such a passion for her, it runs through everything. So for her being polite, being thoughtful, doing things in the right way, that's something that's really key to her and her personality. I have another client called Hazel, who's much more relaxed. She is super chilled out and very relaxed about life. She's just absolutely devastated by her breakup and doesn't seem to find the energy to pick herself back up right now. So when I asked her who she was, who she wanted to become, she said, well, I want to stay relaxed, but I want to let go of the pain, Zara, and I want to have more peace. So what values are important to you in life? Sometimes if you've been through a tough breakup, you might find that some of your values have changed. Maybe fun and freedom and excitement were previously on your list. And they might have maybe, if you've been cheated on, be replaced by things like honesty and trust and loyalty. So have a think about those key values that matter to you. Now, if you can capture these in a journal or in the notes section on your phone, that would be great because these questions are really useful to help you put together the jigsaw puzzle of who you are as we go on this journey. Now, it may change over time too, so it's always good to have a record so you can look back and just pat yourself on the back for how far you've come. Another question to ask yourself right now is, what am I grateful for? Because gratitude is a really good antidote to some of those negative emotions. So, for example, if you're feeling like one of my clients did the other day, she phoned me. She was raging about something her husband had done. And they're going through a very difficult divorce process. And he's really blindsided her with a legal move with his lawyers. And she is absolutely furious about it. Pretty understandably so, to be honest. But she's going through a really tough time right now. So an antidote for that anger, one of the things that helps to dial down that intensity of that emotion is to think about things you're grateful for because it softens. It really softens those emotions. So you can actually make better decisions because to be quite honest, she needs to make some big decisions right now. And it's interesting when you're going through a divorce, when your heart is broken into pieces, you're suffering from feeling bad and sad and all those other negative emotions that are a roller coaster to manage. When you're going through all of that, we have to make life-changing decisions for you know where are you going to live, how are you going to split the finances and who's going to have the kids and when. So it is a really tough time so tools like this even though you may be rightly furious and angry tools like this are super important to help you take your control back so writing a list of things you're grateful for is also really powerful and rediscovering who you are you know if the sun on your face makes you really grateful and i know being in the uk maybe over here we're a little bit more grateful than some of you living in lovely warm climates but you know, those things would be on my list for sure. But little things can make a big difference. And what we want to do here is create a list of things that you love, that you enjoy, that you are grateful for every day. Because what we want to do is when we're putting the plan together for what your future is going to look like and throwing that paint, that color on the canvas of your future, we want to make sure that these things are on there. So we've got to think about what we're grateful for so that we can add it to the list to make sure that we have more of it every day, because this is your chance to redesign your life just the way you want it. In some ways, going through a breakup gives us a break from that daily routine that we've been stuck on maybe for many, many years in a relationship. We get the chance to jump off the treadmill and reassess our life, which is exactly what this exercise and this episode is designed to do. So we started with who am I? We've also covered what am I grateful for? Now I want you to start thinking about what do I like to do? Because again, in a relationship, maybe you haven't been able to do much of what you like to do. Maybe you've got kids. Maybe you've been caught up with running the family home or working with your ex or working busily on your own career. But now, now you've got a little bit more time what would you like to do? Now, so many clients have so many different ideas about what they enjoy doing. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time to think about it. Now, some of you who are listening to my Heartbreak to Happiness episodes may remember the story when I went back to a hobby that I used to love doing when I was younger, which was rollerblading. So when I went through my divorce, I thought, I know what I want to do. I'm going to get my rollerblades out and get a refresher course in Hyde Park in London. It's a big park. They have big pathways and it's well known for rollerbladers. Now, I haven't rollerbladed or at the time I hadn't rollerbladed for about 25 years. So it was going back quite a long way. And actually, what I soon realized was that I was terrified of rollerblading 25 years on. I was like terrified to let go of my poor instructor. I was going through Hyde Park, clinging to him. And he kept saying, Get off, Sarah. Come on. You've got to push and do this on your own. But I was scared. I was genuinely scared of hurting myself, of breaking something, because I was a single mum. And In my head, I kept thinking, well, I've got to drive the car, I've got to take my son to the nursery, I've got to look after him, how do I do any of this as a single parent if I'm injured? And that was at the forefront of my mind, which was stopping me from doing the things I used to do. And to be honest, it probably wasn't the best hobby for me anymore. So don't just go back to what you used to do. Because if you're like me, time will have passed, things will have changed, this is a time to really think about what you'd like to do now, and what you would like to do. Is there something that you've always dreamed of doing? One of my clients had always wanted to dance, but at school she was always the one that wasn't very sporty and it wasn't something that she ever thought she'd be good at. But she loved going to the ballet, like going to the theatre, watching musicals. And so one of the things she decided to do was take up dancing. So she's doing some dance classes And she's loving it. She may not be brilliant, but she's okay with that. She's just going along and trying something that she's always wanted to do. So what could it be for you? Have a think. What would you like to do? Now, the next part is a little bit more challenging because I want you to think about what emotions you are experiencing every day. And I want you to keep a note of the positive ones in a list. So where you feel happy, where you feel excited, where maybe you feel adventurous or hopeful or peaceful. And then also write a list of the negative emotions you're feeling. Now, this might be slightly easier for you to focus on, unfortunately, because if you are going through a tough breakup, you might be having more negative emotions than positive ones. But keep a list of both. Now, when you've written that list, I want you to circle those emotions that you want to experience more of, okay? Now, I'm hoping it's all going to be in the positive list. You want to feel more happy, more excited, more free, because I want you to start to focus your mind on the things that you want more of rather than the things you don't, okay? But the interesting thing is, when you've got this list, highlighting the things you want more of that means they go onto that canvas that we're talking about, which represents your future. So if there's certain emotions you really want to experience more of, let's make a note of those and make sure that they're their forefront of our planning for your future life that we're creating by throwing that color and excitement onto that canvas that's been blank for so long. Now, another thing to really focus on here is who do you want to spend more time with? Now, this is a really good one because you get to pick some people in your life that maybe you've drifted apart from, maybe you haven't been able to spend much time with, but now you can. Now you can choose who you spend time with. Now you can choose who you call, who you chat to, who you go on trips with, who you book a holiday with. Now, this is the fun part because deciding who you'd like to have more of in your life is great. Also important, though, to have a list of people you want to spend less time with, okay? Now, why? Well, normally, I don't want you focusing on the negatives, but this is a chance to detox your life, okay? So, we have to identify what's not working to do less of it. So, by putting down the people in your life that you don't want to spend as much time with, if any, then we can make a note to not do that in the future, And by having a list of all the people that make you feel good about yourself or just supported or calm, or you can have a giggle with, then that makes it easier to add into the pot for things you want more of going forward. And as we do this, as you work through this process, you'll get a deeper understanding of who you are, who you are now you're single, who your people are that you want around you. What are the things you want to do more of? but also what are the things you want to do less of? So the next question to ask is what changes do you want to make in your life? Now, a lot of people coming out of a breakup will say, Sarah, I want to lose some weight or I want to get fit or I want to feel healthier. Others will say, I want a better social life or I want to make more money or I want to learn some new skills. So what is it for you? What would you like to change in your life? Maybe And this has happened a lot recently. Clients have said, i want to spend more time with my kids. I work so hard and I'm busy at weekends or I'm always on my phone at weekends. Yeah. Does that ring any bells? Yeah, I know. And it's interesting, isn't it? That sometimes some of the really tough times in our life make us refocus on what the priorities are. And this is key right now because it's all part of you redesigning your future. So having a think of what you want more of and the changes you want to make is going to be really key to how we form the plan for moving forward. So they're the questions I want you to think about. Who am I? What am I grateful for? What do you like to do? What emotions are you experiencing every day? Which ones do you want more of? Which ones do you definitely want less of? And then also, who do you want to be around? Who do you want to be around more? And also, who do you want to be around less? Okay, now obviously some people you won't be able to eradicate from your life, however much you may want to. But in the other episodes, I give you tools for how to cope with having those people. Maybe dialing down the intensity of the conversations by not spending as much time with them, or if you have to work with them or their family members. Just being super aware consciously of the information you're sharing with them and preparing yourself before you meet them or have conversations with them so you don't end up feeling so battered by those difficult conversations sometimes or just drained by being around them. Also, what changes do you want to make? Okay, and what do you want to do more of? So all those questions, think about them, ponder them, take time, okay? This is you redesigning the rest of your life. This is you getting to know who you are, what makes you tick, what you want now, but also who you want to become in the future. Maybe you want to become a great rollerblader or maybe you want to become a great cook. These are really important questions to be asking yourself to start to formulate those ideas. And when you start to have those ideas, well, what do I do next, Sarah? Well, that's a very good question. So what we need to do is prioritize those things that you really, really want. Okay, so we've got the things you want in your life. Now let's work out how do we achieve that. Now, as I said before, instead of looking to achieve them all in one big step to the top of that mountain we described, it's important to break it down into simple, easy-to-follow steps. So, for example, if you did want to learn a new skill, then researching it online, taking it slow, talking to some friends, chatting about it to see what they think about it. Have they tried it before? Do they know somebody that could help you with that? Just reaching out and making those first few inquiries. You're not committing yourself to anything. You're not making any huge changes, but you're exploring the ideas. And that's the exciting bit, right? You're starting to put your feelers out and think about something other than your breakup and your ex, okay? So what starts to happen is that as you go through this process and you start to unravel these new opportunities, explore them, research them, it starts to tip the balance of your focus towards the new phase in your life these exciting opportunities that are coming up, these interesting areas that you're exploring right now and takes your mind off the divorce, the breakup, the heartache, the betrayal, the story, which is keeping you stuck. Now, it is the fastest way I know to start shifting your life and getting momentum to moving forward. Now, I know it can be daunting, but that's why we break it down into small, simple steps. So look at it as a spring clean of your life. Look at it as you are now detoxing all the things, the behaviors, the people, the things that you don't want in your life anymore. And you're replacing them all with something that makes you feel better, whether that's peaceful or calm or excited or relieved or free whatever it is for you if you've got a big sense of adventure like one of my clients maybe you want to take up wakeboarding or maybe you've never been traveling before and you're going to explore some new countries writing your breakup bucket list of everything you can do now is also a really good tool your ex isn't there anymore to tell you whether they agree they don't agree whether you can or you can't do it whether you should or shouldn't do it so hey the world is your oyster. And however daunting that is, there's also a side of that that is super exciting. And that's where I want you to focus your mind by rediscovering who you are and taking those opportunities. You can go at your own pace. There's no rush. But I promise you, as you start to work through these questions and come up with answers and discuss it with friends and family and people that care about you, and also venturing out and exploring on the internet different ideas you've got, one step at a time, baby steps, stepping stones that keep you moving forward, you will see doors opening that you never expected to open. One of my clients who has been through a really tough divorce has turned around and said, "Zara, I can't believe where I am now, just within a year. If you'd have told me a year ago that I would be, and she set up her own business, running my own little business and looking after my kid on my own and being confident about it, I would never have believed you. I thought my life was over. But actually asking myself some questions and actually taking the action to make them a reality By baby steps, small steps, has really turned my life around in such a small space of time. So, if I can do it, if my clients can do it, I promise you, you can do it too. There is a life out there that you can grab and you will enjoy. And this is your chance to design it just the way you want it. And as you start going down this path, I promise you that things will start to speed up, the momentum will take over new opportunities will come up new people new friendships new opportunities in work and career doors open where you would never have expected them to now obviously it's your choice but small steps moving forward every day will lead to a huge leap forward in a very small space of time so it's yours for the grabbing remember you only live once and this is your chance to create a future you're super excited about so you can turn around and say, hey, I really have gone from heartbreak to happiness. It's possible and I'm here to support you all the way. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from your heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next
0: episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one coaching with Sarah Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sarah's gift. Then join us on the next episode.